When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your long weekend edition of Off The Bench. We're up and about. Hope you are too. As I say, good morning, Paul Hazelby. Good morning, Beeb. Yes, footy is just around the corner for the men. Of course, the AFLW has been strong and Fremantle have been going really well. Games across the weekend, a big one for them too against Brisbane, but can't wait to see the men go toe-to-toe. Not just this weekend, next weekend as as well. well. Mm. We're going to get a clearer picture of where both clubs are at. Yeah, we certainly are. This is Off The Bench. We're going to be having uh, a chat, or I should say you and Carl Langdon are going to be having a chat with Steve Hocking, AFL general manager of football, the man on the mackerel, into a real spotlight during the week. The vision of Langford from the Bombers taking one or two steps to his left and getting penalised. A lot of talk about that. But before we get into any of that, I need to remind you, Hayes, double demerits are now in effect until midnight on Monday, March 1st, for drink or drug driving, not wearing a seatbelt or running a red light. Get caught and you could lose your licence twice as fast. The Dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step. Yes, time for The Dig. Don't dig yourself into a hole. Let's a free dial before you dig inquiry. Hayes, what have you got for us this week? I'm going to have a dig at our government. I think it is time, Mark McGowan, that we allow more people to go to the sporting events and all the events, really, all of the venues that are based around hospitality. We need to now start to open them up a bit. We don't have any COVID spread at the moment, so make the most of this period. But the other thing we need to do is allow the AFL season and the other sports to go about their business as well. Now, it could happen that we go into another hub scenario Mm. with our two teams as it stands right now. It can't be too difficult to enable a sporting team to come in like Collingwood or Carlton in a bubble, a big quarantine bubble around the country, come in, don't have any close contact with anybody here in the state, play the game and then fly out. It can't be that hard and I think it's something that we need to get to quick smart. Uh, Something we did last year with Collingwood in particular up at Lake Joondalup. I don't know why now we know more. We have a vaccine rollout and we're far more knowledgeable on all Mm. the processes and procedures. And there's less COVID. I don't know why we wouldn't be able to do that. That's a good call, Hayes. Now, my dig this week, I want to take it back. Uh, I think it was announced earlier this week, uh, Brisbane. And the winner is... Brisbane. Brisbane. It looks like Brisbane. It might be uh, on the pronunciation. But 2032 Olympics. Brisbane is the only bid... Left standing, New Delhi, gone. I can't even remember who the other three or four people or come cities in the draw were because they've withdrawn. They don't Mm. want it. It's been obvious in the last couple of decades that it's a huge financial undertaking and we don't need to look as far as Athens and, and what's happened to Greece in the aftermath of the Olympics to see that. But one city, 
one city in the world. But it's been a COVID world. period. Yes, but we're Haven't talking... you seen all the governments print yes, money because they're in debt? Yes, but we're looking at something 11 years from now, which, if done correctly, can help stimulate a country's economy. Yeah, but now, they're not Australia... looking to get stimulated in 11 years. No. They're looking to stimulate next year. No, but do, do okay, it's an investment to go in and, and build infrastructure, but that provides jobs. That stimulates the economy in the interim. It's It's not a perfect solution for that, but... On the grand scale, why do, why do these cities, and I know the economic angle, but surely there has to be more than one city that wants to host the Olympics. That, to me, shows that the Olympics is lost its shine. And I think that's before COVID. I know the COVID angle works in a little bit, but I think it's lost its shine. I still believe that there's too many sports in there that the Olympics is not the pinnacle for the athletes of that sport. So you look at basketball, I, I believe a lot of people rate winning an NBA championship. Golf, the Masters, uh, there's a whole heap of other sports you could throw a blanket over as well. The Olympics is in trouble, Hayes. Wouldn't surprise me, Beaver, going forward, and I do agree with it to a certain extent, that we have the same countries on a rotation that have the infrastructure already in place. Because I think the infrastructure build is starting to hurt countries. And, and after the Olympics, if they don't attract, and some countries don't attract people for those games, for the reasons that mm-hmm. you've spoken about, maybe the luster has gone out of it. But I know who the flag bearer should be. Who's Australia's flag bearer for 2032? Bradbury. Stephen Bradbury. Because he was the last one standing. And Brisbane is the last bid, or the only bid, standing (laughs) at the end. Very well played by you. This is Off the Bench. Steve Hocking coming up next. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you on this long weekend right here on Off the Bench. Now, Paul, yourself and Carl Langdon, lucky enough to get a moment or two with the general manager of football at the AFL, Steve Hocking, during the week. This is what you had to say. Now, how are negotiations going with our state government on crowds? Because it's been something that I've been really strong on. I want uh, us to have a full house come March 21. I'd actually like to see a full house on March 7 when West Coast take on Frio now in the rescheduled derby. Um, How are negotiations going there, mate? And what do you know? Look, what I can say is uh, it's really pleasing to actually have the derby, as you say, March 7th at um, Optus Stadium Um, to see, uh, see... football back there with uh, the Eagles playing Frio. So really pleased about that. We're, we're working uh, closely with the state government there behind the scenes. And, and the really good thing, that the major call out is the work that's going on by Trevor Nisbet and and also Simon Garlic. It's, um, you know, they, they've come together and, and along with the AFL, there's a lot of work going on behind the scenes to try and get um, all of your listeners, you know, supporters and members and um, particularly members back to back to footy right across all the states. That that is something that's a priority for us, um, and we recognise the commitment from them through 2020, and and we certainly uh, want them back at the uh, at the games. So 24 days away from the real stuff kicking off, we still don't know the answer. And I look, I know it's got to be a flexible scenario if there was a, a case of COVID-19 transmission in our community, mate. But we've had one here in almost 12 months. And if there was one at the footy, like there would be one at a hotel breakout, well, the whole whole state locks down anyway. So what's the difference between having 32,000 fans at a footy match and 60,000 people there? Look, Carly, it's a reasonable question, but the important thing is this country's done an unbelievable job. Like that's, um, we're all fortunate. I think that uh, you know we're able to live um, reasonably normal uh, lives, and, and certainly we've we've come in and out of different phases. Um, 
and and so you know, we're, we're just going to keep step with, uh, with with the state governments. Um, you know, one of the challenges I think in in your in your instance is is the fact that uh, there's obviously an election going on, and and so that's part of it. But um, you know, we'll we'll stay close to the clubs. We'll, we'll stay close to the state governments, and and if we can get um, you know a, a full complement of uh, of supporters, members uh, back to off the stadium, that would be a great outcome. All right, you're on the rules committee, I think, aren't you? Yes. Yes. Yes, I, okay. I, I hope so. Within, okay. Uh, yeah, within now, the, now <laughs> within I've been I've been watching I've been watching the statue on the mark. I personally don't like it. Uh, my co-host, who I'm looking across the desk at, doesn't mind it. He reckons it might work. I said I'm not convinced. I'm prepared to give it a go. But the backlash that has been coming forward from the public has been a little bit against it. Uh, what was what was yours? And if you can take us inside that rules committee meeting, what was yours and the co- and the committee's idea here of doing what you've done? Yeah. So look, having uh, having watched a lot of football through last year, um, and and probably one of the advantages I, I think was um, you know, every night uh, getting the games. Now I, I was inside um, uh, a hub within Queensland, and so you know, attended a lot of games. You know, night by night. The thing that um, was noticeable was just the amount of delay and pressure that that, that uh, player on the mark is able to implement. And then what happens off that is there's also then all the fallback that goes on um, ahead of the ball. Uh, and the reason why that delay and pressure is applied by the, by the uh, player on the mark is to enable the setup of defence um, ahead of the ball. And, and so you know, at times you had players taking anywhere between five to ten metres off an attacking player. Our, our aim with this is to try and just introduce some um, a, a better balance between attack and defence. And we're all talking about standing the mark in isolation. The other things that we've done, Carl, is we've returned the game to 20-minute quarters. We've de- um, decreased rotation from 90 down to 75. We've moved the, uh, the player on the mark for kick-ins um, from 10 metres out to 15 metres. All of all of these four things are to work together and, and just provide a better balance um, in, a, in attack and defence and a bit more space in the game. That, that, is, that is the ultimate aim here. Plenty more with Steve Hocking coming up next on Off The Bench. Off The Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off The Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby, continuing our chat with Steve Hocking, the General Manager of Football at the AFL from earlier in the week, Hayes. Steve, I'm all in favour. I reckon it will work. What are you seeing from the first three practice games? We saw a high-scoring game today with 22 goals, eight kicked by St Kilda. Yesterday, Hawthorne and Western Bulldogs had 22 shots apiece and Carlton, well, they got to 95 points, 14 goals, 11. What have you seen from the first three games? Well, look, the first thing I would acknowledge, Paul, is the fact that it is February. Um, you know, there was an old saying that used to kick around March champions, April fools. So let, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves on it. And, and the other part is it's a small sample size. But what we have seen so far is we've seen an average of 26 goals per game kicked. Now, as you've acknowledged there, um, uh, a fair few Saints supporters would be happy that it was so many for the St Kilda. But an average of 26 the uh, the Hawthorne uh, Bulldogs game there was 44 shots on goal as you've as you've highlighted. Um, what we have seen is we've definitely seen more run from behind. We've seen it much harder for um, teams to set up defence ahead of the ball. 
And so I, I was really um, taken back yesterday by how many contested marks one-on-one were taken inside the, um, the forward 50 um, arcs. Uh, and that was really pleasing to see. And just the changing lanes, like back inside the corridor, and, and players just willing to take the game on. It, it, it's like they know they've been given a licence to actually um, take the game on and, um, and, and move the ball quickly. Now, we'll see different phases over the coming weeks. We'll see it uh, going into the season. You know, it's the first time that uh, coaches and their, their analysts have, uh, you know, have got any vision um, to work with. And, and what they'll do, we, we know this, they'll innovate and they'll, they'll um, strategize around how to, how to um, you know, beat this. And, but, again, understanding there's rotations as part of this the other, the other one I want to call out is just the kick-ins, Paul. Is is that's the one I've been really um, surprised to see. What we've done is the the player on the mark would normally stand, you know, ten metres out. It's now out to fifteen. We've also removed the umpire and pushed them off to the side so that the the corridor is actually more open to the player. Um, we actually had a lot of busyness around the top of that mark uh, in in past seasons, so we've actually made that adjustment as far as umpires where they stand to officiate on that. And I've already seen the ball travel much further into play off the back of that. You know, I've seen a short kick. I've then seen the player that's kicked it in actually run past that player and receive it and take it much further. I've seen players play on and actually bounce the ball out um, out uh, directly in alignment ahead of the, uh, the goal square. So, you know, to your listeners um, who haven't been able to see that, that's what we're seeing. But again, it's just, it's late Feb. Stick with us here on Off the Bench more with Steve Hocking after this. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you on your long weekend Saturday morning. Hope you're well wherever you are in WA. Hayes, let's get to another little couple of minutes of your chat with Steve Hocking from earlier in the week. I know champion data would have been having a good look. Have you seen an increase in inside 50s and also one-on-one contests? Yeah, we need to do that work, Paul, and, and, and that's what we'll do over the coming days. We just need a bit more of a sample size. Coming out of the weekend, we'll, we'll certainly dig a lot deeper. Um, there's, there's a lot of interest um, with footy returning. Uh, I've never seen so many uh, commentators and, and you know, media people um, uh, attend a practice match. It was, it's, it's been quite extraordinary, the level of interest. It seems to me you're just restoring the game back to what it was. If you look back into the 90s, you talk about rotations. There wasn't more. You're reducing them. The 666 is designed to have the same starting positions as back in those days. The manning of the mark. I, I can swear when I first started, the manning of the mark was just basically manning the mark. You just basically stood there and you might go a little bit side to side, but you certainly weren't guarding space like they have been over the last few years. And even the kick-ins too, because when I started, there was a 12-man zone, then it went to a 15-man zone, then it went to an 18 man zone. So you're just trying to take it back, in my opinion, to where it was. Would that be correct? Paul, I think it's really good acknowledgement that that's yeah, absolutely... We're trying to get a better balance between attack and defence and I think that uh, you know most of the supporters' members want, want to see that. What we've got to be careful of is that you don't pull the levers too far so it becomes a one-sided contest. You know, one of the things that's been really pleasing about the competition, you know, from from sort of 18, you know, to, to the top of the ladder, um, you, there's always a day where they can beat their opposition. And, and so that's what we've been mindful of. 
But no doubt what we are trying to do here is pull some levers back where there's just a bit better balance in all of that, but not overplaying that. So that um, you know, from, from my point of view, what I, what I want to see for all the supporters is to show up to the game. The game is more open. There's actually um, more random play. Um, you know, it, it's less predictable so that we don't have these defensive systems and structures that, that actually own the game and, and we swing too far that way. And when the supporters do show up, they're not quite sure why that's happened, but it's actually happened. And I think that's the best form of decision-making. It's not about, it's not about uh, myself or the competition committee or my team um, uh, overpowering it. It's actually making sure that the decisions are, are right and caring for the game because we're custodians of it and, and, and making sure we get a, a really good balance between attack and defence. There you have it. Steve Hocking, the general manager of football, at the AFL, Hayes, plenty of interesting stuff to come out of that. Really, uh, you can sit, hear him and the rules committee at the AFL trying not to pull the lever too far, is the words that he's using. Um, wants the game to change. They, they see that there's issues with it. They say it favours defence too much at the moment. Um, they want to see a more even uh, ability for teams to both defend and score. I want to bring that attacking style football back into the game. Um, the man on the mark rule, it will remain to be seen whether or not it will or won't work. But I tell you what, we're not too far away from the games getting underway. Hayes, appreciate your time as always. And thanks for your company on another edition of Off The Bench. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.